Hi, thanks for joining us on the Renewed Mind Life podcast. I'm Carol. And I'm Denise. This is a place for Christian women who are ready to experience the freedom that comes from trusting God with your mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back, Renewed Mind Life family. We're so, so happy to be here with you. I think actually we are, are we, are we joyful to be here, Denise? I am so joyful. Oh, okay, good. Because that is the topic for today's podcast. It's, it's all about joy. Joy, joy. Okay. Joy, joy, joy. All right, uh, I almost called you joy. All right, Denise, <laughs> what, is <our> fo- <laughs> what is our focus verse for this podcast? So our focus first is Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Um, it's hard to imagine that there would be a law against those kinds of things. But, you know, people will do what they do. So tell me. What is, let's do a little icebreaker here before we dig into the podcast, all right? What is one thing you would eliminate from your daily routine? What would it be and why? I would get rid of my job. (laughs) Job? (laughs) Yeah, I think I would eliminate working. Yeah, I think I would wow. get rid of my my job, like my nine to five, or I should say my seven to two fifteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you wow. know, I, honestly, because uh, I I think for the most part it does not bring me as much joy as it used to. Mm. There's that joy again. Yeah, I'm not finding joy in in uh, in what I do. Mm. Yeah, the joy is just not in that anymore. Thriller's gone. All right. (laughs) So for me, um, I think I would, okay, so I was thinking like really practical stuff. (laughs) I mean, like at this point in my life, it's not actually feasible for me to just like eliminate my job from my routine. It's kind of a something I need, but I would eliminate, like, here's the thing I think is stupid. Okay. Having to make your bed every day when you're just going to get in it again at night. Like that is something I would eliminate. Well, no one says you have to make your bed. Like you could eliminate that. And no one, like, I didn't even know you made your bed. Like, no, I make my bed every day. Hey, guess what? I now give you permission to stop making your bed. There you go. Eliminated. Oh, all right. What will I do with all this (laughs) newfound freedom? And wow. What is that? Like two minutes extra time? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not even that. (laughs) What? You don't have like 40 pillows on your bed like I do? No, you have like an extraordinary amount of pillows. I love pillows. Like I find four. joy. I find joy in my pillows. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, that is that's perfect timing. It's a good segue to our daily or um, our declaration for the podcast, which is: I find joy in my circumstances. Yes, I find joy in my circumstances, and we're going to talk about what that means because some people might find that really, really hard to swallow and think like, how can you find? How can I find joy in my circumstance? You don't know what's going on. You don't know how, how bad things are. That's true. We don't. But we do have some um, some light we want to shed on joy and what the Bible says about joy and what um, what that means to us in those circumstances that are just not not good. All right. So 
The key is that we find joy in our circumstances, not from our circumstances. So we're deriving happiness from something, okay? But that's not joy. Joy is in something. Happiness is a just transitory feeling. It comes and it goes, you know? I can feel happy when um, when I come home and my, my little puppy runs up to me. She's so cute. She runs up to me and, and it makes me so happy and I pick her up and then she pees on me, okay? <laughs> now I'm not happy anymore. But I, but I still find joy in this little puppy. She's just the cutest thing. So overall, I have joy. I'm not happy in the circumstance, but I'm joyful in the circumstance because my puppy is glad to see me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your puppy is so cute. Your puppy she is, is a little stuffed, stuffed toy. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, yeah, I find joy in looking at pictures of your puppy. She's so and, cute. But, and I find happiness when I think about your puppy peeing on you. <laughs> <laughs> peeing on me. Well, humor, at least. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about um, the different places where we find joy in the Bible. Um, do you want to start us out with the joy of deliverance or do you want me to go there? You can go ahead. So we're going to go through um, a few different verses that show different aspects of joy. The first of them is joy of deliverance. And for this, we picked the verse Isaiah 35:10, which says, And those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. And they had been through really, really rough circumstances. I mean, the, their reality was the nation of Israel had been captured by another country and, and forced into slavery. They had no possessions. They had um, really no right to practice their religion. They had no, I mean, really no hope, but they, hang, they hung on. Isaiah, especially as a prophet of, of Israel, hung on to that hope that they would have everlasting joy, that they would find what God had promised them in Zion and that the Lord would ransom them and they would have everlasting joy. Now in Isaiah, everlasting joy goes on and on and on. So this is a joy that never ends. And this is the kind of joy that we can find through Jesus. We can find that happiness comes and goes, but joy doesn't fade. It is constant. It's in our life when we have joy. Um, so let's talk about how this verse leads us to the promise of joy. Okay. God is our help. All glory is his. We know that. And that for reality, he has promised us everlasting joy on our heads, on our heads. So this is something that's going to be with us in our thoughts, which is brings us back to renewed mind life. We have to change our thoughts. Our thought life, if it's if you're not joyful and you're not experiencing the joy of Christ, your thought life is going to dictate how much joy you're allowing yourself to experience. God's not holding his joy back. He's pouring it out. If you're not experiencing the joy, then your prayer needs to be, God, help me to see your joy. Help me to feel your joy. I can be happy for different circumstances, but I can find joy completely through Jesus. Nice. So let's talk about the next joy, the joy of salvation. Want to take that one? No, you can do that one. <laughs> okay. 
All right. So the joy of salvation comes from, uh, well, we have a couple of verses for that. Salvation first can be found in Psalm 35, verse 9. And this verse says, Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord, exulting in his salvation. Exulting means just celebrating it, just really being um, just comforted ultimately by his salvation. And then your soul, which we talk about in, in the Renewed Mind Life course, is body, mind, soul, spirit. Your soul will rejoice in the Lord. Luke 15, verse 7. I really like this whole whole. Uh, parable but uh, this particular verse says just so i tell you there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance so what does that, that what does that mean to you like the, the they're going to rejoice over the one what about the 99 what happened i mean they've been sticking it out why is it that the the lord has more joy for the one for the one the mm -hmm. one sinner who repents yeah, the 99 are already there. Well, because they're already there. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I just, I just, I look at it, just, it's, it's just, honestly, that scripture brings me so much joy because I'm, I'm already repentant and I'm mm -hmm. saved, but I have a son who isn't. Mm-hmm. So I just, it makes me think of him mm. and it just, it thinking about that just fills me with joy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think about the joy in heaven when, when he's saved. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what I think about. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, and I think about the people that I love too, that I know are not followers of Christ and they're, they're searching for something and that they're not going to find it. You know, they're searching and searching and there's nothing that can really fill that need, that desire, except for God. And God stretches out his hand to us. I mean, he reaches out to us. He didn't leave us here to our own devices all alone. He, he lets us go to the point where we're ready to return. You know, and but his hands don't grab us. They don't snatch us. They wait for us. Snatch, <laughs> because I love that word. I told you earlier, I love that word when God snatches. Yeah, I know something about the word snatch and God, like when God snatches them up. I'm like, that's just so quick, so swift. And like, I don't know, it's like, it's a spirit day at school today. And I'm wearing my flash. I'm the flash today. Oh, and, cool. And uh, the students are like, you're the flash. And I'm like, yeah, so I'm, I'm so quick. And they're like, you're slow. Oh, and I'm wow. Like, what do you mean? I've run circles all the way around. You didn't even see me. I'm so quick. <laughs> <laughs> see, I just went there and back and you didn't even know it. Exactly. Just like God yeah. snatches them up so quick. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yes, exactly what you were saying. And it's like, yeah, I know that obviously there's more people that I know who aren't saved, but just when they talk about that one, just that one, it just makes me think of, you know, my one boy and, um, you know, and it's just, yeah. So, um, at first I didn't understand. I'm like just one and there's 99 and, and it sounds like it's so like, okay, but why so much joy over one but then when you can put it into context mm -hmm. right with actually people that you know 
mm -hmm. or something like that, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, because like if we took if we took those people's names and substitute it there, right? Mm -hmm. There will be more joy in heaven over fill in the name mm -hmm. who repents, you know, because that's what it is. It's that one sinner, that one loved one, that one family member, that one friend who repents. And there's going to be more joy in heaven than over the 99. That's so that's beautiful. Well, and if you think, statistically speaking, 1 in 99, I mean, that's a lot still, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. statistically, yep. I think. I, I, don't te I don't do math very well. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, teach, I teach English, not math. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> make up some metaphors for you, but forget it. All right. Miraculous joy. Miraculous joy um, comes from, we took this from the verse of chapter Luke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, slow down. Slow down. The book of You're Luke. Not the flash. <laughs> the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 17. And this one says, The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. So the 70 refers to when Jesus started sending out, you know, apostles, disciples out into the world to, um, to bring his good message to the world. And he sent out 70, because he had people following him all over, right? And not just the disciples, because often we just think of the 12, but there really were many hundreds of people who followed him around and listened to every word and were ready when he said to go, they went. He told them what to do. He, um, he said, send a few ahead to every town and fill it out. And then if, you know, if they're not going to welcome you, then just go on, move on. Right. But when you, when they do welcome you, come in, find a place to stay, find some place who's somebody who's going to allow you to stay there and eat and so forth. But um, they, they were able to perform all manner of miracles in the name of Jesus. They went through towns all over that area and they were healing and um, they were, they were like creating a, an aura of just, you know, awe around the name of Jesus and apparently casting out demons, you know, so more than physical healing, they were also doing spiritual healing because in verse 16, it says, um, Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. But whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. But then verse 17 says, The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us, us in your name. And he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. That's the real reason we should be joyful. Not because of any, you know, supernatural miracle, but because we're going to heaven. That's enough in itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> I was just listening to something today. Um, you know, the guy who wrote, <sighs> okay, I'm really bad about names, but anyway, John Newton. No, Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> no, John Newton. Nowadays, she could have been John Newton. I don't know. I don't no, know. John Newton, he was a, he was a, a, 
he wrote songs, right? He wrote the song Amazing Grace. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so he wrote the song Amazing Grace, and he said something one time. It wasn't a song, but this is something that he said. He said, um, there are three things... Three, three things in heaven that I'm going to be surprised about. The first thing is I'm going to be surprised by the people who are there that I didn't think would be there. Mm, I've heard that. The second thing is I'm going to be surprised by the people who aren't there that I thought would be. Mm. And the third thing is I'm going to be surprised I'm there. <laughs> right so you know just that joy like we're that's where we're going that is such a good thing to look forward to in life you know is that we're gonna have eternal life with our father mm-hmm. so yeah so the 72 returned with joy saying lord even the demons are subject to us in your name and they were just you know happy to be in his service all right sacrificial joy are you doing that one Mm-mm. Nah, you can have that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sacrificial joy, Luke fifteen, chap, uh, Luke fifteen, verses six through seven. And when he cometh home, he calleth together. Oh, you got the old one, old version. <laughs> okay. I thought you liked that one. Uh huh. He cometh home. He calleth together his friends. <laughs> Sounds like I'm lisping, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and his neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. And this kind of really goes into the theme of the other joy that we said was, um, you know, the the one. The, <laughs> you did that on purpose. I um, didn't. I yeah. didn't mean to be bad. <laughs> Gosh. Um, okay. So, yeah. So he was saying, like, if you lose a sheep and you find it, you're so happy for having found something that was lost. Or if you lose, have you ever lost money and been like, where was that money? Right. And it might not even be that much money, but you can't remember where you left it. And then all of a sudden you find it quite by accident sometimes. And you're like, Oh wow. And you're so overjoyed because you found the something that you, you know, thought was lost forever. Yeah, I lose money all the time, and then when I find it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like, you know, I feel like I won the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) It does feel that way. I remember when I was moving and packing up my nightstand, and I found this little coin purse in it from a, a conference I'd gone to, and I opened it up, and it was $300 in there. Three nice. $100 bills. I couldn't believe it. I said, oh, my goodness. I went shopping. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> All right. So, and this is the last one I'm doing. Cause my <laughs> Which one? I don't think you Joy have the Lord's... Uh, Yes, we do. No, we that's one. mine. No, well, that's I have mine. one more. Don't no. I have the joy of the Lord? No, Presence? that's mine. Nehemiah? That's mine. <clears throat> All right, that's go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So um, the joy of the Lord's presence um, is the next um, section that we're going into. And then so the first verse of that is Nehemiah 8.10. And then he said to them, go eat of the fat, drink of the sweet and send portions to him who has nothing prepared for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm-hmm. 
And as you can tell, Cheryl really loves this verse. I love it too. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people love this verse, actually. I remember that song from when I was a kid. Me you know? too. The joy <laughs> of the Lord is my strength. It's so funny because, um, yeah, mine sounded a little different, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have the Jewish version. <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> so, um, you know, just the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's it's just so, you know, we don't just do things for the Lord. We live our lives for the Lord, right? We live, we live our lives in Him, with Him, and by His strength. Yeah. Right? To honor Him, um, you know, we submit to Him. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just, this... I, this verse is just for this day is holy to our Lord, right? Mm-hmm. I, just, I love this verse. Do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Um, yes. I just think it just, it says so much, you know, and there's so many scriptures that are just so much longer that just don't say, you know, nearly as much as this says. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what, do you have something to add to? Yeah, well, I think with the joy of the Lord is your strength, that phrase right there is so powerful because what that says to me is that if I have joy, like true joy, that everlasting joy that we talked about and that is in Isaiah, we have that true joy. We know where we're going, just like we talked about above. Um, the joy of the Lord then is your strength because no matter what is going on around you, what matter no matter what circumstances may be swirling around and how chaotic sometimes life may seem, the joy of the Lord can keep you strong through all of that. And it can make, you know, it can make it to where you don't crumble under the pressure of that because you have the joy of the Lord who carries you through. It doesn't mean that all your circumstances are going to be fixed and that, you know, the the feeling of anxiety or, you know, whatever you have going on, that that's going to go away. But that's just a feeling. The joy of the Lord is more than a feeling. It is a part of, is a part of him that he has given to us through his Holy Spirit. Right, exactly. And, you know, you can't earn joy. You mm-hmm. can't, you know, make joy. You can't buy joy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's just, it's just, it's something that it, it, it's given to us. You know, it's like grace. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing. So the joy of the Lord, it's it's just, it's one of those, it's one of those, I consider it, well, it's just one of those free gifts. Yep. Right? Yep, for sure. And so, yeah. So I, I think that's, that's why we love this, this verse. And I hope that, you know, you, you guys, uh, you listeners out there can um, love it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next, uh few verses here is the joy um the joy of the holy spirit is this section here and so i put in here the the um fruit of the spirit again the galatians 5 22 to 23 and i know i've already said it uh, i'm gonna say it again though <laughs> but, the fruit of, but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such things there is no law and um so like I said, um, I don't know if I said it, but I think I said it earlier, this is going to be, um, we're going to be doing a series of, of these, um, yes. Fruit of the Spirit, for the next, mm-hmm. you know, few weeks, um, eight weeks or whatever it is. It's funny, so 
I was driving home from work yesterday and I was like, you know, we can't use songs that, you know, aren't like public domain or whatever it's called. And I'm like, so we should make our own song. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make a song for the fruit of the spirit. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay. So did you, started, did you do that? Um, I did, but I'm not ready to sing it yet. And, uh, but I did start writing it. And uh -huh. um, yeah, so I was practicing it yesterday. I should have it mastered by next week. <laughs> Wait, um, is it a rap song? Um, no, it's not one of my famous raps. Okay. Um, Will there be a choreographed dance? Um, no, not yet. Um, maybe, maybe. All right. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. <laughs> I, I'll think about it. But uh, no, it's it's not a rap. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, the next um, one is First Thessalonians one six. Uh, you also became imitators of us and the and of the Lord, having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit. For they themselves report about us what kind of reception we had with you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God, and to wait for His Son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, that is Jesus, who rescues us from wrath to come. And you're probably wondering why I put all of that on there. And I was, to tell you the truth. Because it explains, it explains what's going on. Oh, so okay. What was, yeah, so <laughs> what was going on? So it explains in First Thessalonians, right? In Thessalonians there, the, the um, Christians... Uh, in Thessalonia, um, the Thessalonian Christians finally me. turned from, they finally turned from their idols yeah. to God. Uh -huh. And then they finally were, um, had the Holy Spirit right there. Uh -huh. And so that's where it says right there, and how you turn to God from idols. And so that's where it's talking about it there. And this is Paul. This is Paul. Yes. A um, couple of things there that really stand out to me is becoming imitators of us and of the Lord. And, you know, being an imitator sometimes can feel kind of ungenuine, you know, like you're just kind of faking it. But when we imitate somebody like Paul, somebody like Jesus, even if we do it imperfectly, it's better than, you know, us going the way of the world, right? If we just turn to to the, the people who are in our lives who are godly and do what they do, like do those things that they do. do, do the prayer in the morning, you know, read your Bible every day, do the things that they do and suggest. And then also another thing that stood out to me was having received the word in much tribulation with the joy, mm -hmm. right? Tribulation, what does tribulation mean? Well, if you look tribulation up, it's like trials, um, Perse problems, persecutions. So they they received the word while they were going through all of this stuff, all of these problems with the joy of the Holy Spirit. So even though the things were, you know, just going crazy, Christians were being persecuted, murdered. Um, you know, they kind of really had to just look how far the word of the Lord spread in the first couple of uh, centuries after Jesus you know, they had gone through so much tribulation to carry that word all around the world with the joy of the spirit. 
They couldn't have done that without the joy of the spirit. They would have given up. It would have been too hard. Right, exactly. And so, um, and when I see something like, you know, you also became imitators of us, you know, that, like you said, and it makes me think of the whole fake it till you make it. Yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, I know in early recovery, that was something big that people said to me, well, fake it till you make it. Right. And act as if, act as if. And so it says, you know, become imitators of us and of the Lord. Yeah. So, you know, if, you know, act as if, act, you know, just doing the next right thing. And, yes. And that's, you know, what you have to do. Exactly. Um, even if you don't know exactly what you're doing or why you're doing it, just keep doing it if mm-hmm. it's the next right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> exactly. Then these ones, I think, are, um, I think, what I call them are like the beginning joy verses <laughs> like a lot of like new christians um these are the ones that stood out to me um that i could i could really um uh, easily get easily understand i'm like okay i get this this is joy um mm-hmm. good place to start <laughs> joy mm-hmm. is a command like be glad rejoice um mm-hmm. so psalm uh psalms uh 32 11 uh, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous ones, and shout for joy, all you who are upright in heart. Yeah. So, mm. um, you know, I don't mind um, someone t- telling me to rejoice, <laughs> shout for <laughs> joy. Okay, force me. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. I know. So, um, yeah. so that one. And then um, Philippians 4.4 4 is um, that that's my scripture that's actually um it says that on the on the outside of my bible my Mm -hmm. husband had that um on printed on the outside of my bible so before like i guess it was like um pre-engagement like on Mm -hmm. on the valentine's before he ever um, asked me to marry him Mm -hmm. he gave me a bible that had my first name and his last name on it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. philippians 4 4 yeah, I remember that. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. And, yeah. But I opened the card first, and the card said, um, "So this is going to be our last Valentine's, um, something like our last Valentine's um, as boyfriend and girlfriend." And I was like, "I started crying." <laughs> Are you breaking <laughs> up with me? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to break up with me, and it just was really confusing. And then I opened the present, and it was the Bible, and it had, you know, my first name and his last name, and then. So it was kind of like a pre-proposal, like a, like your promise ring that you talked about. Yeah, my promise ring. You got a promise Bible. I got a promise Bible. Yeah, and (laughs) Philippians four four. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. I know that song because that was that was another one from when I was a kid. Yeah, remember that one? No, how's it? Oh wait, that probably not (laughs) because that's the New Testament. My bad. How's How's that one go? It goes. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. And then uh, it goes on. Uh, I, I could do it. Public domain, and we're not gonna I hope so. If it's not, I apologize. I'll just beep it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then finally, uh, oh, two more. So we have uh, Romans twelve twelve. Um, Rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted in prayer. And um, and then 
Romans twelve fifteen. Um, and, Acts twelve fifteen. Huh? Oh, is it oh, Romans? Romans? Yeah. Okay. So th- what I what I was saying is so in Romans this is again another one of my favorite. Um, like I'm gonna actually pull it up in my Bible. So I know that this is a big one. It's Romans um, twelve. So it's it's me trying to open up. I need tabs. She's stalling. No, I'm not. It's Romans 12. Um, if you go to Romans 12, 12, therefore I urge you brethren by the mercies of God to present your bodies, a living holy sacrifice, attemptable to God, which is your spiritual service and worship. Blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. So if you go to right here, go to twelve ten. Be devoted in one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another and do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Um, and it goes on, and I'm not going to keep going but because we are going to need to close out. But this entire section is just, it's so huge about rejoicing and about our relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is so important, especially, I just want to preface, especially if you're married. In fact, maybe it would be a good idea for everyone to just take some time to read Romans 12 this week. I was given that as an assignment once um, by some people who were mentoring me, and it was just absolutely fabulous. It just changed my life. So... That would be a great thing, I think, for our listeners to do. So that's all the scriptures that I'm reading today and all the things I have to discuss about joy with you all today. And I hope that you've really enjoyed it. And if you can think of any more scriptures that have to do with joy and you'd like to share them with us, please feel free to send them in. And we'd love to read them and uh, share them on the air next time. To remind everyone of our declaration, I find joy in my circumstances. I find joy in my circumstances. And also your homework assignment to read Romans 12 for for a week, every day for a week. Um, maybe even as Denise said, maybe just taking a few focus verses and spending time in deep prayer around those verses. Until then and until next time, we do wish you joy and we wish you peace in your renewed mind life. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Renewed Mind Life podcast. We hope you were encouraged and blessed by it. Please like, follow us, and leave reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at RenewedMindLife.net to subscribe to devotionals, read our blog, and sign up for more information about upcoming courses. God bless you, and may you be renewed in your mind. Thank you.